With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Friday, December 29th, 2017, and welcome to episode number 438 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. This is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, I am Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you as we get ready to close out Revolution here for the year 2017. This will be an episode of monumental proportions here tonight. As we get set to talk about, of course, our favorite subject of all time here in the radio network, professional wrestling. <clears throat> of course, right here, to, uh, first off, we start with our wrestling news and views here for this evening, brought to us by our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, King Ice. We're represented here tonight by the Iceman, J.D. Jared Geralmo. J.D., of course, is a 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer, and of course, one part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. I'll be bringing you to the rest of the history and birthdays for today. Uh, we still have not heard from the human suplex machine, John Gross, yet, but we'll hopefully have him on here at uh, uh, some point here on the broadcast here tonight. Let's go ahead and first bring J.D. in. Of course, we welcome, say welcome to J.D. as we get set to have, a, to have an explosive and dynamic revolution, episode 438. To close out 2017, it has been a crazy year, to say the least, and we're just getting started because 2018 is not far away. Absolutely. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we, of course, will be bringing you, of course, all of our, our wrestling news and views and history and birthdays here tonight. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, our live video feed will be coming from WCCWUS Forever Strong. If you care to uh, watch and or and listen 
to uh, episode Revolution episode 438 tonight, you can go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCCWUS strong. And if you want to join us through talkshoot.com, the phone number is always one seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. Call ID one three eight zero five five pound. The magic six numbers, and of course, press that one if you want to chime in on anything that we have to discuss here tonight. Which will also include, of course, some wrestling extras. We'll just be chewing the fat here, throwing out some fun stuff in the form of some, I'm sure, like I said, some trivia questions. Might be some wrestling jeopardy in there. Might be some fancy matchups. You never know what we're going to do. Might be some reflections of the year that was. And also, and then of course, a few a few things that we will talk about as to as it pertains to, of course, what we talked about here during the year 2017. So let's go ahead and get things rocking and rolling here. Of course, let's start off with what J.D. has in the lineup here during our Wrestling News and Views here segment on the final Friday revolution of 2000, and the final revolution period of 2017. J.D., please go ahead and proceed. PW Insider is reporting that Impact Wrestling's Lockdown 2018 will happen on April 22nd. The event, which features all steel cage matches, will return to a pay-per-view event, however, it was a special episode of Impact Wrestling's TV show for the past three years. Meanwhile, congratulations goes to Kenny Omega, however, which Sports Illustrated, however, beat out AJ Styles and Roman Reigns for the top spot as far as top wrestler of 2017. Omega, of course, has that big matchup coming up next Thursday, however, against Chris Jericho in Tokyo, and of course, we will be monitoring that match very, very carefully. Speaking of matches, ladies and gentlemen, however, a big match coming up on the very first Raw of 2017, however. As announced by GM Kurt Angle, however, mind you, however, Kurt Angle announced today that Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe will go at it again this Monday night in the main event in Miami on the very first Raw of 2018. But there's a twist, though. Roman Reigns, if he gets disqualified, according to Kurt Angle, however, will lose the title automatically, and the belt will go to Samoa Joe, according to reports. Meanwhile, however, in other news, however, a fan recently asked how the Wrestling Observer's Dave Meltzer on Twitter how long Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins will be a tag team. The two were paired up this past Monday, presumably due to Dean Ambrose's injury when they won the Raw Tag Team titles on the bar on Monday Night Hour in Chicago. Meltzer reported earlier today that Jordan's story was changed as a result of the new tag team. He wrote the following earlier today. They had to change his story to fit in need right now. Long term, it probably depends on how he gets over in the role. Meanwhile, the latest network pick of the week comes from Hideo Tommy, who recommended his 205 Live match with Jack Gallagher this past Tuesday. Meanwhile, however, in other news, I think there's a couple other things I did. Oh, yes. We did tell you about this last night, however, on Wolfpack. There is still talk about who John Cena might be taking on, however, and as we told you last night, however, mum is the word right now on who his long-term opponent will be at WrestleMania. But again, early speculation has said so far it could be anywhere between The Undertaker and possibly Hulk Hogan returning to the scene, however, and facing Cena this year at WrestleMania. Also, believe it or not, finally, however, one other final note, however, Laurel Van Ness, the TNA Impact wrestler, however, who revealed that she will be available the same week as the Rumble, asked fans which promotions are running events then. Several of them suggest that she enter the WWE Women's Royal Rumble, however, in Philadelphia, however, coming up at the end of next month. Earlier today, however, she wrote the following. Just had January 26th through 28th open up. What companies are running? Hashtag tag me. 
Van Ness, of course, is currently dating Zack Ryder, and she previously appeared for the company playing Daniel Bryan's physical therapist, Megan Miller, who in storyline was said to be having an affair with him. She came in fourth place among the women in the 2015 season of Tough Enough. While she is currently the knockout's champion impact, she was rumored to have asked for her release, although other reports suggest that she's contracted until next June. But right now, she could be getting out of that deal, maybe, should she decide to come to WWE and be with her boyfriend, Zack Ryder. Thank you very much there, J.D. J.D., of course, with King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith is King Ice. As we said, your 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team. They bring you all the news that's fit to print here in the radio network each and every week, each and every day of the week right here in the radio, as we said, on right here in the radio network. And, of course, if it doesn't fit, and of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always, they always, I'll say it in a minute, they always find a way to make it fit. There you go. And, of course, in GTS's case, super glue and duct tape, you cannot beat that big, that all-time combination. And like I said, he was Suplex Machine, John Gross has not yet arrived, so I'll be taking care of your history for today, December the 29th. <clears throat> and uh, here we go here. Let me see here. 30, let's see, yes, 32 years ago today, which would put it at, uh, let's see, 1985, the NWA and AWA co-presented Star Wars no, not the movie, <laughs> from the Brendan Byrne Arena in East Rutherford, New Jersey, which I think is where the first, uh, no, I'm sorry, I was start, uh, Starcade 89 was held. I mean, uh, SummerSlam 89 was held. Oh, yeah, this. yeah, the, yeah, it was. That's right. That's, I mean, I mean, it, well, one of the both start with an S. You can't help that. So. Here are the matches that took place at this event. Ron Bass defeated J.J. Dillon. Little Tokyo defeated Cowboy Lang to retain the NWA World Digits Championship. Sherry Martell defeated Debbie Combs to retain the AWA World Women's Title. Carlos Colon defeated Conga the Barbarian. Excuse me, Jake Roberts defeated Paul Ellering by DQ. The Rock and Roll Express, Robert Gibson and Ricky Morton, defeated the Long Riders, Bill and Scott Irwin, to retain the NWA World Tag Team the Titles. <clears throat> Sergeant Slaughter defeated Chris Markoff and Boris Zukov in the handicap match. Magnum T.A. defeated Tully Blanchard to retain the NWA United States title. Ric Flair defeated Dusty Rhodes by DQ to retain the NWA World Heavyweight title. The Road Warriors, of course, Hulk and Animal, defeated Ivan Koloff and Crusher Khrushchev. <clears throat> and Stan Hansen defeated Rick Martel by submission to win the AWA World Heavyweight title. Let's see, 20, yes, 26 years ago today, which would put it <clears throat> at 1991. And it's funny, it's Magnum and TA and them fought again, how hard Star Wars is like they did Starcade 85, though. Yeah. And this, right, well, this this was the Star Wars event I was talking about. Starcade, I mean, this one from Star Wars, Starcade to Star Wars, I'm saying. Right, okay. Uh, oh, oh, absolutely. I mean, I know Magnum and Tully had a real big, big, big time feud going on. I remember and outside of the ring, too, I heard. Oh yeah, especially uh, I mean, the, the, with the fact that uh, of course Magnum being closely associated with Dusty, I mean, and another four horsemen and Dusty didn't, uh, of course, always horsemen uh, always sometimes try to get the jump on Dusty and then vice versa, on a lot on different fronts. By the way, yeah, and we all know one in particular there too, and I'm sure we've, we've talked about that many times. Uh, like I said, 26 years ago today, 1991. WCW presented Starcade Battle Bowl 91, the Lethal Lottery, from the Norfolk Scope in Norfolk, Virginia. 
About 9,000 were in attendance, with 155,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That's down slightly from 165,000 for Starcade 1990. The show's hook was the Lethal Lottery, where 40 wrestlers would be drawn at random to form teams of two or tag team bouts, with the winners advancing to the Battle Bowl Dual Ring Battle Royal main event. And here are the matches that took place at this event. Marcus Bagwell and Jimmy Garvin defeated Michael Hayes and Tracy Smothers. Steve Austin and Rick Rude defeated Van Hammer and Big Josh. Dustin Rhodes and Richard Morton defeated Larry Zbysko and Al Gigante. Bill Kazmaier and Jushin Liger defeated DDP and Mike Graham. Lex Luger and Arn Anderson defeated Terrence Taylor and the Z-Man. Yeah, we just I think we just lost him just not too long just ago. A few weeks ago. Yeah. The great wrestler, indeed. Yep. Uh Ricky Steamboat and Todd Champion defeated Cactus Jack and Buddy Lee Parker. Sting and Abdullah the Butcher defeated Brian Pillman and Bobby Eaton. Big Van Vader and Mr. Hughes defeated Rick Steiner and the Night Stalker. Scott Steiner and Firebreaker Chip defeated Arachna Man and Johnny B. Bad. Ron Simmons and Thomas Rich defeated Steve Armstrong and PN News, and Sting won the Battle Bowl Battle Royal, last eliminating Lex Luger. Uh, let's see, uh, 22 years ago today, which would put it at uh, 1995, ECW presented its annual holiday show, Holiday Hill, from the Lost Battalion Hall in Queens, New York. It was the first ECW show ever to 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 come from the New, the New York City area. The show was the final major appearance, save for a couple of one-off appearances in 1999, for the Public Enemy, who would leave for WC, WCW a couple of weeks later. Here are the matches that took place at this event. Taz defeats Koji Nakajawa, as best I can pronounce it. J.T. Smith defeated Hack Myers. Mikey Whipwreck defeated Two Cold Scorpio to win the ECW World Tag Team titles and World Television title. Following the bout, Whipwreck chose Cactus Jack as his tag team partner. The Eliminators, John Kronos and Perry Saturn, defeated the Pitbulls, number one and number two. Tommy Dreamer defeated the Blue Meanie in just 12 seconds. Tommy Dreamer defeated Stevie Richards in just 12 seconds. Wow. Raven defeated Tommy Dreamer to earn an ECW World Heavyweight title match later in the show. Bruiser Mastino defeated El Puerto Ricano. Baba Ray Dudley defeated the Blue Meanie. Hmm? Uh, I think for... Uh, what was his name? Mastino? What was his first name again? Bruiser. Bruiser yeah, I think that was Kane. You might want to check on that. I think that was Kane. Come on, Kane as in the Big Red Machine? Uh-huh. Oh, I, I didn't think he... Let me, let, me, let me pull that up. I can t- I'll can. i tell you right now. Hold on a second. I know he had a name like that one time. Hold on. Kane. Okay, while you do that, I'm going to finish up with the history. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Book. Oh, that was him? Oh, okay. He huh. was on under names Angus Kane, Christmas Creature, Fake Diesel, Doomsday, Isaac Yankum, Mike Unabom, and Unabom. Okay. And he was trained by Dean I remember he did the Unibomb thing in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Uh, I think I he did that too, yes. That's right. Because I remember seeing a match from Smoky Mountain where he actually wrestled The Undertaker. 
yeah, I think that was the first time he met The Undertaker, and then he tried out on WCW, I remember, as uh, Bruiser Mastino in a couple uh, worldwide shows, I remember. Right. And then he apparently went to ECW whenever it didn't work out in WCW, apparently. Yep. Okay. Well, some fun facts here, folks. Thank you very much for JD for bringing that up. Bubba Ray Dudley defeated the Blue Meanie in just 70 seconds. The Sandman defeated Raven to retain the ECW World Heavyweight title. The gangsters, Mustafa and New Jack, defeated the public enemy, Johnny Grunge and Rocco Rock. Public enemy, may they rest in peace, a great tag team. Yeah. Uh, and Sabu defeated Cactus Jack. Let me see here. Uh, let me see. 21 years ago today, 1996, WCW presented Starcade from the Nashville Municipal Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee. 9,030 people were in attendance with 345,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. Let's go ahead and bring up the matches right here. The Ultimate Dragon defeated Dean Malenko to unify the WCW Cruiserweight and J-Crown Championships. <clears throat> Akira Hokuto defeated Medusa to win WCW Women's title. She would be the only woman to hold the title as Akira returned to Japan the next year following the Great American Bash where she defeated Medusa again. Jushin Liger defeated Ray Mysterio Jr. Jeff Jarrett defeated Chris Benoit in a no-DQ match. The Outsiders, Hall and Nash, defeated the Faces of Fear, Ming and the Barbarian, to retain the WCW World Tag Team titles. Eddie Guerrero defeated DDP to win the vacant United States title. Lex Luger defeated the Giant. And Roddy Piper defeated Hollywood Hogan via TKO. This was Hogan's first clean loss since being defeated for the WWF title of the Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania 6. Oh, okay. Uh, let me see here. See. Uh, uh, 20 years ago today, 1990, 1997, on Nitro from Baltimore, Ultimo Dragon defeated Eddie Guerrero to win the WCW Cruiserweight title. On the same show, Booker T defeated Disco Inferno to win the World TV title. Hmm. <clears throat> 19 years ago today, which we put it in 1998, at a Rawls War taping from Worcester, Massachusetts. Mankind defeated The Rock to win the WWF title. The match would prove to be a turning point in the Monday Night Wars. The match and show didn't air until nearly a week later. And this is this is the moment I think, J.D., you might remember this. On Eric Bischoff's word, Tony Schiavone infamously gave away the result more than a half an hour before the match aired. As many as 600,000 people changed the channel to watch the title change enough to swing the ratings in favor of Raw. We all remember that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight years, and that, I think that was one moment that kind of hurt WCW for a long term, I think. Yeah, because at the time when that happened, however, they had a good, well, they talked about it on the Money at War, War DVD, however, and I think, yeah, the Money at War DVD, that Mick, and even Mick Foley said it in the Money Nitro, uh, Money at War DVD too, however. I mean, different. There's two. No, volume one and volume two. But Mick said, however, at the time when it happened, however, I guess uh, they did the show. However, it was on a tape delay. However, and then uh, at the time, however, like I said, however, he was watching it late at night that night, and he saw what happened. And of course, his kids were asleep at the time. He was still up late watching the show. And at the time, he had seen what happened. And like I said, they were neck and neck that whole night. And when that happened, however. That particular night, how everyone switched over to Raw. There you go. Well, and 
course, like I said, you know what well, that would be one of the, as we just said, one of the things that, uh, one of the moments I guess you can say, that would that would that would for the long term hurt WCW up, up to the point to where several years later, WCW is no more. There you go. Eight years ago today, we put it at 2009. Tommy Dreamer, the last connection to the original ECW lost his final bout in the company to Zack Ryder. Dreamer would indeed be released by WWE the following Monday and has spent most of his time in TNA since, save for a one-off appearance for WWE in 2012. He also has been running his own promotion, House of Hardcore, since 2012. Excuse me there. And let's see here. Five years ago today, 2012, at a raw taping in Washington, D.C., Wade Barrett defeated Kofi Kingston to win the Intercontinental title. And it looks like... Uh, mm, that's all I have here. I don't have any birthdays listed. No, I don't either. And I can tell you some of the results from last night's show. However, here in Pittsburgh, real quick, just to let you all know, the Usos defeated New Day and Chad Gable. And Benjamin, Sin Cara pinned Ty Dillinger, Ruby Ryan Liv Morgan teamed up to beat Becky Lynch and Naomi, so Becky was back on the house show circuit last night. Uh, the Bludgeon Brothers beat Brizongo, Bobby Roode, Shinsuke, and Randy Orton in a six-person tag beat Baron Corbin, KO, and Sammy. Handsome Rusev, or Rusev Day, Aiden English, and Mojo beat The Ascension and Zack Ryder. Charlotte defeated Natalia, Natty, uh, Natalia, Lana, and Carmella in a fatal four-way. And then, of course, in the cage match, AJ beat gender. Mm-hmm. They didn't say when they were turning to Pittsburgh, but uh, those were your matches last night at the PPG Paints Arena. And tonight they are in Hartford, I believe. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's tonight. Yeah, they're in Hartford. No, they were in Hartford last night, too, with the Raw brand. This was a SmackDown brand. So I think tonight they're in. Uh, yeah, let's see here. I'll tell you right now how are tonight. The superstars are. Da, 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 da. I think they're in Hershey tonight. Let's see here. Oh yes, I see uh, ring announcers. Uh, however, uh, today was today's. We mentioned Doctor Death already. Uh, Justin Roberts is 38 today. Believe it, former WWE announcer, and uh, they are going to be in Hershey, Pennsylvania tonight. Albany, New York, as well. Believe it or not, the SmackDown brand is. Saturday, the SmackDown superstars head uh, to uh, Tampa, while the Raw brand is in Toronto. And then I think they're both off Sunday before Monday and Tuesday's uh, TV, which is Raw Monday, the first Raw of the new year, and Orlando on Tuesday. <coughs> Excuse me, thank you very much, here, J.D. And that's it for our wrestling history and birthdays here for today. And J.D., thank you very much for bringing us the wrestling news and views here once again. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. Call ID one three eight zero five five pound. This is episode four hundred thirty eight of WWS Revolution, the final Friday re- final Revolution of two thousand and seventeen. Of course, this is decent Friday, December twenty ninth, two thousand and seventeen. And it is an up an update for the combo and for you USC fans, you're not going to be very happy. It is seventeen nothing now in favor of the Ohio State University. Oh my goodness! Thank you very much, sir, JD. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinchell, right here, along with the Iceman, Jerry DiGiromo, uh here right now so far. Hopefully we'll have some more phones pop on here within the next few minutes. Uh, I was 
reading a story here. Uh, this is a little bit off the rest of the subject before we do anything else here, J.D. I wanted to get your your take on this here. Um, this came in through the app from one of my local TV stations down here, but I'm sure this is a worldwide, I'm sure this is probably a story that's making a worldwide scene. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and let you know what the story is right here. Uh, United Kingdom officials are, are called for banning Franklin Graham admit a, a planned visit coming up here eighteen. Let me let me read the story here. Several government officials in the United Kingdom want the country to refuse entry to the Reverend Franklin Graham for an upcoming visit, saying the Asheville, Asheville, North Carolina-born uh, evangelical preacher promotes hate speech. Huh? The Guardian, there's, there's more to this. The Guardian reported earlier this month that several members of Parliament have asked the Home Secretary to consider refusing entry to Graham, who is expected to be the main speaker at a festival in September. The event is organized by the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, United Kingdom, of which Franklin Graham is president and CEO. More than 7,000 signatures have been collected under a change.org petition to up in opposition to Graham's planned visit. Those opposed to his visit said it would promote prejudice and damage interfaith and damage interfaith relations. The sixty five year old son of Billy Graham has called Islam an evil and very wicked religion and voiced support for banning Muslims from immigrating to the US. Franklin Graham also claimed former US President Barack Obama was, quotation marks, born a Muslim and has criticized his support of gay rights. His views are not welcome, and I will make a representation to the Home Secretary if it looks like he is intent on coming, said, uh, let's see, I was, I'm going to try to pronounce his name, Abzal Khan, the Labor Member of Parliament for Manchester, Gordon, to, uh, told uh, this, this, this uh, publication called The Guardian. In a statement to the Citizen Times, the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association said it is partnering with local churches to hold next year's event. And this is right here. <clears throat> It'll be a positive and encouraging event with music and also a message from Franklin Graham about the hope that can be found through a relationship with Jesus Christ. The group said it will be free and everyone is invited to attend. Graham serves as the president and CEO of the Charlotte-based Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. He also run, runs the Boone, North Carolina-based Christian charity Samaritan's Purse. Uh, J.D., what, what do you think about this uh, United Kingdom? Of, they're calling for a banning of not allowing Billy Graham's son to come and visit with them next year. Well, unless he did something wrong and said something wrong, then uh, then it's just not right, I don't think. I mean, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Obviously, that's the main thing. But the main thing is, though, too, like I said, if he did something wrong and said something wrong, then I can see why they put the ban on him. But if they didn't, and they were just doing it out of the thing, and they didn't have any cause for it, then it's just, I mean, you better show a cause then, basically. Plain and simple. Yeah. And if you yeah. don't, tell, shame on you. Exactly. I mean, I mean, of course, Billy Graham is uh, was well, well known all around the world. And, all. and of course, like I said, his son has been, uh, I know I've heard all about the, um, um, Samaritan's Purse. Of course, I do a program uh, every Christmas. I'm uh, called uh, a ministry in which they 
send boxes of, of yep. gifts and everything to kids all around the world who are less fortunate than, than we are, of course, here. My church actually takes part in that every year. We do that every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, called Operation Christmas Child. I'm sure you've probably heard of that. I've heard of that, yes. 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 Um, my, my our church is my 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 church is very active in doing that. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, a lot of people in the United Kingdom apparently do. I, I'm kind of opposed to his. Apparently, he, they say he's got some views they don't agree with. Apparently, hmm. uh, so we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. Uh, um, I, I hope he gets an opportunity to. Uh, to maybe speak his mind a little bit. So, I mean, uh, that would be a darn shame if uh, uh, okie doke. Uh, J.D., with anyone else here right now, I know we said we're going to probably finish this off tonight, and I can always think of other things we can do here this evening. We've only got about a, maybe a few more questions to answer off of onlineworldofwrestling.com. I'm going to I'm gonna let you take a crack at some of them. That way, you won't have to worry about uh, um, anyone popping on. To uh, and there's a lot of you. You might even know. To be honest with you. So, uh, so I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you. Uh, I'm gonna let you take a crack at some of these here. Right. But let's see, let's see what we have here. <clears throat> I think we got about maybe 20 of them left. So I think you might be able to go through literally 20 questions, JD. <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. Here. What world-famous wrestler passed away on January 27, 1993, at the age of 46? Andre the Giant. That's right. What 1950s superstar Nebraska-born wrestler was known as the Human Orchid? The Human Orchid. Pass. Gorgeous George. I wouldn't know that. You said Nebraska. I was thinking of Baron Von Raske for a minute, though. Because I think he was originally born in Nebraska, but I think he lived, he moved, they, his family moved from there to Iowa, and eventually they, they moved to Texas, I think. I think, yeah. Right. That's right, yeah. Uh, next one here. Which three wrestlers, and J.D., if you know at least one of them, that's okay. Which three wrestlers participated in the first four PLC matches in the WWE? What competitors? Yeah, what three wrestlers... Uh, yeah, participated in the first four TLC matches in the WWE. Uh, I'm gonna say Seth Rollins, Sheamus, and, and uh, also. Um, uh, no, I, well, well, I think it's asking JD. I mean, I don't think it's talking about the pay per views. I think what it's talking about is the actual, like, actual match that took place at different events. Oh, it, it's what? Yeah, that's why I think it's asking. Uh, uh, like I said, help. Come back to that one. Hold on, we'll come back to that one. I'll be back in a sec too. Hold on. Okay. All right. Then we'll wait for JD to come back. And in the meantime, here, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> just as a reminder, tomorrow afternoon at 5 p.m., WWS Power Hour will be will make will be making the air as we will be going through all of our shows here from this past week here in the Radio Network, reviewing on. What we of course talked about here this from this past week. Uh, also, of course, we'll be bringing you our wrestling history here for uh, tomorrow at, for tomorrow, as well as of course we hope to have some sort of answer concerning uh, 
concerning, uh, of course, the uh, situation. While we have not been getting any updates concerning downloads from TalkShoe.com, uh, a little bit of an update on that, folks. I will let you know that if I did send word to TalkShoe regarding the situation, um, stating that they have not revamped their their numbers for the number of downloads since, as they call it, their call weekly reports. Uh, since uh, around Thanksgiving Day, and uh, so what we uh, we've been trying to we've been uh, of course working on trying to get that information here to you and all that so we can better give you uh, an understanding as to how much as to how many downloads uh, each each episode each of, each of our shows has uh, received each and every week, and we haven't been able to do that in all in, in over a month's time. Hopefully tomorrow we'll have a much better update here, and hopefully we have a better response here, of course, <clears throat> from TalkShoe on that matter. But otherwise, Power Hour will be tomorrow afternoon at 5 p.m. right here on TalkShoe. Caller ID uh, 141-364-POUND. And, of course, Sunday night at 10 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be bringing you my weekly pro, uh, uh, promo, which will be uh, letting you know about all of our shows here this coming week. Um, of course, that, of course. Once again, I will let you know that this coming mon- Monday afternoon, New Year's Day, we will we, once again will not be an episode of WWS Raw Radio. Um, but Raw Radio will be returning to the airways for its first show, 2018, coming up on January the 8th. Uh, but otherwise, we'll be talking about all of the remainder of the shows of the week, including of course, of course, Revolution, Wolfpack, Wrestling Revisited, Outside the Ropes, Wrestling Debate. <clears throat> Hopefully, we'll have an episode, another episode of Top Heel pop up soon, and also, of course, another episode of Power Hour coming up here, of course, for the first for the first official week of 2018. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's our weekend lineup here for all of our stuff here in the WWS Radio Network. Be sure to catch us to catch to catch us here, of course, for the final two um, programs that we'll have here this. Saturday afternoon at five with WWS Power Hour, and then of course Sunday at 10, 10 o'clock p.m. with our of course our um, with our weekly promo <clears throat> um, every I say every Sunday night. JD, have you returned, sir? He has not. Okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen, while we're waiting on uh, while we're waiting on JD, uh, just wanted to go ahead and let everyone know here uh, that. That, that 2017 has been uh, has been uh, just a personal from a personal point of view here uh, has been an up and down year here in in, in WCWS. Of course, uh, we've had uh, we've had some very unique moments here. Of course, everything from naming our Hall of Fame class to uh, to of course uh, you know adding on a couple. Couple more new shows here for the for the year. Um, several of our shows haven't been on for quite some time, and we've been hoping to we've been hoping, to, of course, to get those back up and running here soon. Uh, of course, we've been hearing we've been hearing a couple times from several folks who who were, of course, a, a part of our shows all the time, but haven't been able to be on due to certain um, due to certain um, uh, constraints or conflicts, of course, including uh, working and um, and other obligations there as well. 
Also, of course, uh, also our partnerships with other wrestling groups on Facebook, including Hell in a Form, uh, Captain Dave's Wrestling Reporting, and Wrestling Info Kid News and Rumors has grown very strongly. And we continue to, of course, partner with them here today. And uh, they allow us, of course, to post our post a thing in case anyone wants to listen to any of our shows here in the radio network here, of course, Revolution, Wolfpack, plus any others that we have going on. Uh, I'm back. Of course, okay, thank you, JD. Our, um, of course, our trivia title, trivia championship series has, has, has taken a unique twist here and there with several of our belts, of course, going up and down here, going between some of our, our, our big time, our, our folks here, from the Iceman, the Human Suplex Machine, to the Last Kicker, uh, of course, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, are in his first piece of gold here just recently. Um, several of our belts, of course, uh, um, getting some getting getting some big time defenses here and there, and of course, we're just having, like I said, continuing to have a good time doing it. Uh, and I do see, and speaking of which, I do see that two of our folks here have finally popped on the line here. Of course. Uh, before we before we keep continue here, JD. First off, uh, I do see on the chat box here we do have the human suplex machine, John Gross, popping on here with us. John is of course the first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer, and of course the other part of our broadcast team for WWS Raw Radio, and also joining us on the line here, to, uh, uh, JD's fellow Western Pennsylvanian, uh, 2017 Hall of Famer, as well as of course a contributor to WWS Raw Radio. He is the heartbreak kid. He is, of course, the man who every time he pops on, we always have to simply have to give him, acknowledge him with one of these. A big old E. It is Fonzie. Uh, let's welcome John and Fonzie to number 438 of Revolution. How you doing, Chad? I am well, sir. I hope I hope you are staying warm in there, my man. Oh, it's ridiculous. I was out downtown twice today, and... Horrible. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Oh, and I'm sure. I know I've been on it too, so I know how that is. Um, we're just, like I said, summing up here. Uh, before going further here, JD, I was summing up as to several things that happened during the year um, uh, in WWS. Is there anything you wish to add? There was a lot that was down this year. I mean, you just couldn't pick one moment at all. It was tough to decide which moment stood out, you know. Well, indeed, you know, we've, we've talked about uh, different things here and there. And, of course, um, you know, without without the, of course, as I've said this many, many times here before here, folks, I could not be, I could not do any of these shows here. Um, and I do happen to notice here that I think I just, yeah, son of a gun, I think I just lost my video here. So uh, we'll, we'll worry about the rest of the video for the rest of the night there. Uh, uh, but uh, but anyway, like I said, during the course of our, the live video feeds, of course, have been an integral part here. Of course, we we pretty much have put them in pretty much every single group that we have, um, and they're spread out all over the place here, folks. So definitely go back and watch one of these older videos if you want to listen to some uh, listen to some interesting uh, talk here and there. You'll get some good laughs, and and you'll find out a lot of interesting things here and there. Uh, go back, like I said. Uh, um, you can go back and uh, you can go back and find uh, some very in- find some very interesting moments here. Of course, 
you know, a lot of things, opinions, thoughts, uh, points of view coming in from not just myself, but of course, like I said, King and W. Rose, Robert T. Smith, Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, like I said, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, uh, a lot of other folks, including the uh, the last kicker, Anne Marie Rickenbach, uh, Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler. Uh, I don't want to leave anybody out here. Uh, Big Diesel, Gregory Kramer, he was on earlier in the year. Uh, we couldn't couldn't stay on, but uh, we were glad to have him. The Lowdown, Kendrick Smith, Ronda Rush Rice, the big IQ, Jeff Teeters, the JML Experience. Uh, of course, Fonzie um, has, met, has, has come back. And, of course, uh, with the fact that we've also had the opportunity to to, to uh, hear, uh, I think this year, um, induct, uh, of course, into our Hall of Fame, we've had the distinct pleasure well, last year and this year, I should say, we've had a distinct pleasure of inducting three wrestling legends into our little Hall of Fame. Last year, I do believe we inducted the late Manny Via Weibels. Yep. Uh, I believe J.D., that's correct. That's how I pronounce that's the name. Is that right? mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we got have a unique opportunity to talk to him. And of course, he is sadly missed. But we, we were glad and honored to get an opportunity to talk to him. We'll have to hunt down that episode where we talk to him. I would love to hear more about what yeah. he do. I, would, I mean, especially we got Fonzie. Well, we'll have to let you know which one that is. But you have to go back and listen to that one. That one right there, he told some great stories. Oh, from he the Von Erickson. You spent almost a good hour, hour and a half one night alone talking. Yeah, between Raw Radio and Revolution, I think he popped mm-hmm. on twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did, yeah. Then of course uh, the uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, JD. I do believe he is the. Uh, uh, Crap. Uh, Revelation, Revelation is he to Jake Roberts, J.D.? His uh, brother-in-law. Brother-in-law, that's right. The brother-in-law of Hall of Famer Jake St. Roberts, Michael Sam Houston. We've had the opportunity and pleasure of having him on both and Raw Radio and Revolution. I have talked to him since before Christmas, so I'm going to try to get it back on maybe after the first of the year if I can. Okay. That's all right. Sounds good. Uh, and of course, we inducted Mr. Houston to our Hall of Fame, and of course, and of course, also this year, we had the opportunity to talk to and also induct into our Hall of Fame this year, legendary wrestling announcer Gary Michael Capetta. Very, very, uh, which very unique for us. I mean, um, great stories about that. I mean, he definitely had to. Especially, I loved him whenever I think I remember asking him a question about how did he come up with the thing about you know, how did he how he announced Sting. That was that right there was awesome. I, I love that story. We got to find that one too. We also got to, we, we were talking about the old uh, Spectrum shows too, like in Philadelphia when he used to call the WWF back in the seventies and eighties, and especially that one time when he was involved in that one big crazy incident in the Spectrum. I think it was in eighty two or eighty three. I think I brought that up one time. Uh, and also, of course, this year I think JD also we have the pleasure on Raw Radio to uh, bring in. Uh, former a uh, former manager in WCW managed everybody from the Ultimo Dragon to Ernest Miller. That was uh, Sonny Ono. Yes. But we'll definitely we'll definitely like I hope to have these folks back on here maybe in 2018. And of course, sure JD is trying to is talking to other folks as well. Yep. Um, of course, also I've been talking about here during our wrestling uh, during our news. Bits here, of course, on the Revolution, Wolfpack, and, of course, Outside the Roast. 
that we've had the opportunity and the honor to read some of the stories put together by the guys over at fourleathermania.com. We said earlier in the year they were good friends of, of J.D., because so J.D. knows several, several of those guys over there. Um, but, of course, we've had the honor and privilege of reading some of those, and they've actually started becoming friends of ours, of the whole, ne- of our, of our whole network as well. And we've, of course, have, you know, talked for J.D. I hope you get an opportunity to invite maybe one or two of them to pop on here mm-hmm. sometime. I'd love to hear a lot of stuff that they would have to say as well and all. Uh, and uh, so John also had a couple things he wanted to say. Let me, let me go ahead and see, let me read what John has to say here. John said here and says for 2017 he's had a lot of fun on all the shows and he's had fun doing the, some of the trivia matches and also some movie trivia. Okay. Uh, John said he wanted to say hi to, to everyone and that's it. And John said, y'all hope y'all have a great new year, and every one of our listeners and viewers have a great new year as well. Uh, John, we definitely we definitely uh, concur with that. Uh, and of course, like I said here, uh, we've had a distinct pleasure of seeing of seeing some other guy other folks pop on our shows here in recent memory. I think uh, I think Gerard and JD, you brought in uh, a couple, of, uh, actually a couple, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> Uh, earlier this year, I think, and we started talking to them. Uh, um, of course, and of course, Fonzie, you you start popping on. You've gone a little bit beyond raw radio. You start popping on, of course, Revolution and Wolfpack as well. And um, and of course, it's, and like I said, it, it's, it's it is fun. It's fun getting a chance to hear everyone. Everyone has to say because, as like I said before, that's what that's what these shows are. They're open forums here, folks. And we invite everyone, like I said, to pop on and give their take on everything going on in wrestling and everything else that you want to talk about. Old, old stuff, new stuff, it doesn't make a difference what it is here. We're open to talk about, we're, we're always open to talk about anything here. That's what, that's, that's what this is all about. So we hope, like I said, 2018 will continue to get a whole lot better. Like I said, more Raw Radio, more Revolution, more Wolfpack, and more of our other shows as well. Of course, uh, great jobs all around here from everybody who has who has made who has made contributions to every single one of the shows. As, J, as John just says, he's ready to see what 2018 brings as well. And uh, indeed, there, John, I do concur with that. So, uh, guys, we I was actually we were actually in the middle of uh, not that uh, <laughs> we were actually in the middle of finishing up the remainder remainder of the questions off of. Uh, OnlineWorldOfWrestling.com. I'm sure, uh, um, as I said, JD obviously his game. We were we were doing on. I was testing JD here, but if uh, John and Fonzie, if y'all are game, uh, and John's going to pass on that. Uh, John said, "Hope everyone has a great night." He said he's going to pass on that. Uh, Fonzie, uh, are you game to give this a whirl? Okay. All right, well, there's only a few more questions, and we may end up doing something else here in the next few minutes. So. Um, and, 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 and uh, J.D., do you have an opportunity to think about the answer to the last question I asked you? Uh, pass. Okay. Uh, Fonzie, let me go ahead and ask you this question. This is one I asked J.D. before J.D. had to step away for a minute. Uh, let me ask you this. Which three wrestlers participated in the first four Tables, ladders, and chairs matches that was ever held in the WWE. Who were the 
who were the wrestlers? Yeah, who were three wrestlers that participated in in the? I will give you a hint though, JD. If you want, if you want to listen very, very closely to this hint, okay. that may kind of help you. All three of these men were involved in tag teams. You want me? Yeah. yeah and, and my, I mean, Fonz, if you want to take it, I mean, JD, if, if that might kind of help you a little bit. Uh, uh, I'm going to say the Matt, I'm going to say the Hardy Boys. Well, believe it or not, there, uh, Fonzie, uh, that's actually, in a way, partially right. JD, you can kick yourself in the head for this. Christian, Bubba Ray Dudley, and Jeff Hardy. Ah, yep. Remember, the Hardys, the Dudleys, and Edgy mm-hmm. Christian. Yep, yep. Yes. Yeah, if it wasn't for them, you wouldn't have the TLC matches, I think. Right. Yeah. All right, uh, Fonzie, I'm going to I'll tell you what, JD, if you don't mind, I'm going to give Fonzie this out. Yep. Okay, Fonzie, I'm going to give you this question right here. Uh, in what year did the first ever War Games cage match ever take place in the NWA? I don't know. JD, you want to take a guess? Yep, 1987. All right, that's it. JD, here's yours. Before joining the WWE, Trevor Murdoch got his experience wrestling in what promotion? Uh, IWA? Harley Race's WLW. Mm. I didn't know that Harley Race had a, his own promotion. Who did I? All right, Fonzie. Uh, uh, let's see. Well, like I said, it's, it's 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 like I said, it's fun. It's fun to answer. So, to, try to, to y'all know what I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, who, Fonzie? Who did Jerry Briscoe defeat to capture his first singles title as a professional wrestler? Jerry Sabisco? Who'd you say? Did you say Jerry Sabisco? I said Jerry Briscoe. Oh, Briscoe. Briscoe, yeah. You would know him later as one of the stooges for Vince McMahon, yeah. That Jerry (laughs) Briscoe. Mankind? Rip Hawk. Oh, okay. All right, Jimmy, this, this one I think you might have an idea with. Let's, let's see if you know this one. What wrestling promotion did Joey Styles excessively work for between his stints with ECW and WWE? Uh, ECW and WWE? That would be... Uh, I still, I'm going to say SMW, but I know them all. Or you're close as MLW, which I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if that would mean um, that, that's it's an independent. Cincinnati, I think. It's what? I think it's based out of Cincinnati. I'm not sure though. Okay. All right, uh, Fonzie. 
Uh, I'm gonna get. I'll tell you what. To, to finish them all off, we don't have that many questions. I don't want to get both of y'all an opportunity. But I'm, instead of doing one by one, I'm gonna finish them off with both of y'all. Y'all, y'all both of y'all will take. We'll okay, have, and we'll it is have, now. Tw- and to give you an update, it's now 24-7 with two minutes to go in the first half in favor of OSU. Yeah, no, I see that. Not very good. I'm not real happy about that. Mm. I can understand that. All right, guys. Here's the next question. Which WWE personality introduced a boogeyman character to the SmackDown audience in 2005? I'm going to say Maria. Okay. Bonzi, you want to guess? Uh, I'm going to say the same thing as J.D. said. Palmer Cannon, believe it or not. Sure. Y'all remember him? You remember him, don't you? Vaguely, yeah. Yeah, he was the one that was... Wasn't he was bombed by the Miz, and then that uh, thing blew up. Right, right, yeah. He was the one that wore the glasses and all that, kept getting mm-hmm, on Kenny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. I think both... I think, J.D., I think, J.D., I think you'll know this one. I think, Fonzie, I think you might have an, you might have an idea about this one, too. Who is the only wrestler to hold a tag team title with Hulk Hogan. Anybody wants to guess, go for it. Honey, go ahead. I'm going to say Kurt Angle. You're saying Kurt Angle. J.D., you want to guess? Y'all say Edge. J.D., you're right. It was Edge. Oh, you. No, no, well... Remember, Fonzie, 4th of July, 2002, uh, they beat Chuck and Billy. Um, Chuck Palumbo and Billy Gunn to win it, yeah. That was the only time that Hulk Hogan... See, he... See, he, I think, J.D., if I'm not mistaken, it was his. It was Hogan's second opportunity mm-hmm. at the tag belts ever because the first time he had was at WrestleMania yeah. 9, and they, yeah. and they lost by DQ to Money Inc., yeah. I think him and Brutus Beefcake. So, yeah. Okay. All right, guys, here's the last question for, for this section here. We've got one more section to go here. All right. When Lex Luger and Bret Hart co-won the Royal Rumble in 1994, who was the last person to be eliminated? Repeat the question again, sorry. When Lex Luger and Bret Hart co-won the Royal Rumble in 1994, right. who was the last person to be eliminated? Um, I'll say Shawn Michaels. Bonzi? Yeah, I'll say the same thing. And both of y'all would be right. It was, in fact, Shawn Michaels. Um, but they were also, they're also saying on here that some folks that answered this question on another, on an, on another occasion said they thought it was Marty Jannetty. It was prompted that someone broke out of tape and confirmed it was indeed Shawn Michaels. Actually, it said Shawn Michaels and Fatu were eliminated at the same time, but Fatu Fatu hit the floor first. But it definitely it was definitely not Marty Jannetty. So, JD and Fonzie, great job there. All right, guys, one more round, one more round of this to go here. So here we go. Who did John Cena defeat for his first championship in WWE? 
Is it Triple H? You say Triple H, Fonzie, John, I mean, J.D., what do you say? What was the question inside? Who did John Cena defeat for his first championship in WWE? I'm going to say, uh, yeah, I'll say the same thing. You're saying Triple H? Yeah. It was the big show. Oh. The U.S. title match at WrestleMania. Yeah, WrestleMania 20, yeah. 20 or 21? 20 was in the garden. It was 20. It was, that's right. You're right, it was. Because 21, Cena won the um, WWE title. That's right. He beat it. That's right. That's right. 20, that's right. Okay. <clears throat> Good. Thanks for, thank you for keeping me on my toes there, J.D. I do appreciate that. Uh, here we go, guys. Who was Randy Orton's first opponent when he debuted on WWE television in 2002? Was it Kurt Angle? Is that what you're saying, Fonzie? Yeah, I think it, it, it was Kurt Angle. Okay, JD. Hardcore Holly. JD's right. Uh, Fonzie, you're thinking Cena. We got uh, how about RKO plus Kurt Angle too? But not when he debuted. Not when he debuted in 02. Down the road he did, yes. But not when he first came in in 02 from Ohio Valley. Good guess, though. Yeah, but Cena, but Cena, Cena was the one that faced Angle in his first match, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Yeah. Uh, who was the first wrestler to win the Royal Rumble on two separate occasions? Done enough. Uh, I'm going to take a guess. It was uh, Austin. Hulk Hogan, 90 and 91. <laughs> All right, uh, next one right here. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay. Who was Vince McMahon's original co-host on, t- on, on Tuesday Night Titans? Tuesday Night Titans? Yep. Yeah, it came, a show came on back in the 80s. Yeah. Vince McMahon. All right, J.D., you want to guess? Lord Alfred Hayes. You're absolutely right. That's it. Oh, you okay, J.D., come on. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> next one right here. What is the official title of Mick Foley's second book? Okay, what was the first book's name? Wasn't it when he was doing it as Mankind? Yeah, it was Have a Nice Day. Right. So it has to be Hawkcourt Holly then. Um, Hulk, no, not Hawkcourt Holly. Do Love? Hey, J.D., you want to guess? It's a Christmas book, I remember, but I, I, I got to think of the title. It was... Uh, I can't, I'm struggling to kick myself, but I, I'm going to pass. I know the answer, but I can't remember it, though, correctly. So. Holy is good, and the real world is faker than wrestling. wrestling. Yep. Uh, Garbage. Okay. Now, this is going to be very interesting. Um, and, and if y'all don't know it, that's understandable. But this is going to be interesting to... Uh, um, <laughs> 
and what year did the first ever wrestling cage match, which was made out of chicken wire, take place? What year was it, you said? And what year did the first ever wrestling cage match take, take place, and the, and the cage was made out of chicken wire? Chicken wire? Yeah. Yeah. Just going back. J.D., remember... I think you probably remember. You remember the life, uh, the house show, right? Yeah, yeah. Remember the blue uh, cage that looks like a square? Yes, yes, yes. That, uh, that's, not a, that's not a chicken wire, is it? <clears throat> no, 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 no. Uh, I don't know. Probably J.D. knows this one. J.D., you want to guess? 1933? J.D., you are very, very close. It was July of 1937. Dang. What was it again? 1937. July 1937. So it was a while back when it took place. You were were very close, J.D., by about four years. All right, guys, here's the next one. Who did Samoa Joe defeat to capture the Ring of Honor title on March 22nd, 2003. Past. Daniel Bryan? I never heard of this particular wrestler, um, uh, Xavier. Never heard of him. Yeah, I never heard of him. Me neither. Yeah. I don't think it's the one we know today. I think it was somebody different, but I don't know who it is. Okay, uh, two more here to go here, guys. Uh, which of the following, and these next, these last two have choices, okay? So this will let you know about that, all right? All right. Which of the following wrestlers has have never held a tag team title with The Rock? Is it Mick Foley, The Undertaker, Steve Austin, or Chris Jericho? Well, you had a title with me, Connie. Rock and Saw Connection. You said The Undertaker? Right, that was another choice, yes. Might not with the Undertaker. Who was the other choices are Steve Austin and Chris No, no, Jericho. no. I know that. Who? What was the? Uh, what was the other wrestler name? What was the other? What was the other? The question of the wrestler. No, who, no, which one had never has never held a tag team title with The Rock of these four? With men? The Rock, okay. With The Rock, okay. that's right. Okay. Right. Well, The Rock and Talk Connection, that's out. I don't think he... I don't think The Rock was... was with the tag team... with the titles with... The Undertaker? You're saying the Undertaker? Yeah. You're saying saying the Undertaker. Okay, J.D., what do you think? 
I'm going to say Chris Jericho. Believe it or not, he's never held the tag team title with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Hmm. Oh, okay, when, when the Rock hold the title with the, uh, the Undertaker, Daddy? I never yeah. saw that. That may have been... That may have been... Uh, 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 I know he held it with... Uh, he held it with... We all know, like, like you said, the Rock and Sock connection. We knew he did it. Yeah, yeah. Time. I never knew uh, about The Undertaker. The Rock, J.D., didn't The Rock hold the tag belts with, 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 either, uh, with Undertaker or Jericho during the Invasion Angle? I think he did with one of them. I can't remember which one of them. But I think he's held it at some point with, with both the Undertaker and Jericho. Yeah, that sounds like yeah. I don't remember. I don't ever recall him holding the holding the tag belt with Steve Austin. No. Yeah, that's I don't know either. I was but, I was going to say the Austin or the Undertaker because uh, I don't know about the uh, Chris Jericho. Um, yeah, but that's there's another have. one too. I don't know that. But that's what they have. So the answer, uh, the answer to the okay. question is Steve. Yep. And here's the, here's the last one here in this one, guys. Which of the following four superstars is not, and I repeat that, not a blood member of the famous Hart family? Harry Smith, T.J. Wilson, Natty Neidhart, or Teddy Hart? Okay, I'm back. Sorry, what were we saying now? Sorry. The last question is, yep. which of the following four superstars is not a blood member of the Hart family. Okay. Is it Harry Smith, T.J. Wilson, Natty Neidhart, or Teddy Hart? I'm going to say Harry Smith. T.J. Wilson. T.J. Wilson. J.D. is right. It was T.J. Wilson. T.J. Wilson. Harry's the Bulldog's Harry, Harry, or D.A. Smith was the Bulldog's son. And, uh, he was always a friend. T.J. Tyson was always was was uh, nah, I can't say it. Was uh, um, a, a family member, basically, or a close member of the family. Yeah. It wasn't Tyson kid, the last one to graduate from yeah. the gun. Mm-hmm. That's what I, that's what they kept saying on on Raw all the time was that Tyson kid was the last one to ever graduate from the Hart family dungeon. <sighs> who was Teddy Hart, J.D.? Teddy, of course, was a troublemaker, and Teddy, in relation, I think, as uh, Brett's nephew, I think. Let me pull, let me see what I can find on Wikipedia. Hold on, I'll tell you in a minute. Okay. Teddy was, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, he's the son of Georgia. Oh, okay. So he was, so he was, he was Bret Hart's nephew. Yes, he's always okay. been in trouble. He's also, he's uh. He also uh, he's been in trouble over the years. In fact, he said third generation. Yeah, his father BJ and his grandpa are still both wrestlers. He has a son Bradley with his ex girlfriend Kim. He has married a woman named Faye. She's been involved in his career mainly in the Heart Legacy promotion. He and his wife have divorced. On December third, two thousand fourteen, however, Royal Canadian Mounted Police announced that Annis was one on multiple sexual assault charges involving two women. The charges were dropped two years later. In June of last year, he appeared on a shoot interview hosted by Chuck Taylor and Trent Barrett in January 2015, where he opened up about his several personal real-life topics, including rape accusations 
and has expressed interest involving animals in professional wrestling. He has brought his cat, Mr. Money, with him to the ring numerous times. He was trained by Bruce uh, Ross. Dory Funk Jr. made his debut in 95. He's 37 years old. Real name, Ed Ellsworth Annis. He's, uh, let's see, 6'1", 195. And he is the oldest male grandchild of Stuben Helen, however, believe it or not. Hmm. And also, he grew up with three siblings, two sisters named Annie and Angela, as well as a younger brother who died of facilitis in 1996. Oh, wow. So, there's your history and titty card there. Well, that, that Hart family, J.D., it's a huge family. Oh, yes. Very big. Very, very big. Because, because the Bulldog, too. Yeah, because yeah, because, yeah, because uh, if you remember, yeah, it was it was Bruce, uh, Owen, the Anvil, uh, yeah. and then of course uh, Diana got married, married the Bulldog, like you said. However, mm-hmm. that, among other things, however, like I said, however, that's a shame. The Owen Hart and British Bulldog, they both died. Yep, and like I said, and we've talked about it many times before. I mean. They they should go to the Hall of Fame. I mean, I don't I don't know why. But I mean, uh, but the thing Owen's widow. I mean, what the hell is her name? She, she always had a grudge against. She's always had a grudge against Vince and them. Um, shit, what is her name? Yeah, I, I can't remember. Chad, I know. Chad, you remember the name? Oh, you know who? Oh, no, oh, yeah, Owen's wife. What's her name again? Martha. Martha, that's it. Martha's always had a grudge yeah, against Martha. Vince. Yeah, Martha. She's always had a grudge against Vince because she felt yeah. that Owen definitely uh, did not deserve to die, and that's understandable. I mean, they lost the father, lost the husband, lost the sibling. Uh, the bulldog, it was a freak accident, Tower too. But yeah. the yeah. thing is, Diana has never blamed Owen, or not blamed Vince, for the bulldog's death. I don't think she has. Martha, on the other hand, um, has blamed Vince for it, which is crazy. Yeah, well... Well, um, I remember you remember several times, and I've, I've watched several videos on YouTube, and you, get, you might know, know a lot of these. How Rowdy Piper sounded off on TNA towards Russo, Vince Russo. Oh yeah. He thought that Russo was somehow responsible for Owen Hart falling off of that thing. Mm-hmm. So he even asked Vince Russo point point right there on TNA television. Did you feel Owen Hart? Yeah, so, so did I. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I remember they. I think they. Uh, I don't know because I didn't have a pay per view back then, and I think I saw. I heard on TV or something on ESPN what? or something. Uh, then they sh- showed it like on Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. That you could see him like he did like. HBK coming down from the ceiling, remember? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was trying to do the same thing, and I. And well, Sting did it a few times in WCW, but he stopped doing it after a while because he didn't want to piss off Brett. That's the thing, however, you know. Yeah, but I think he was trying to do like. Sean did it. The only time Sean did it, however, was before Owen died, and that was in WrestleMania 12. That's what you're referring to. Yeah, but. The cable yeah. broke on him, on Owen Hart. No, he went down. However, you remember it, over the edge. No, however. I heard no Owen. He was doing the same thing with HBK. 
Yeah, but the thing is, what, but, but the thing is, when he went, the, yeah, the, the the harness snapped. Yeah, when he went to the ring that night, yeah, yeah, over the edge. Yeah, when he fought, yeah, yeah that night when he, the thing he went so fast, like eighty miles per hour, straight down, boom. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. And you're talking yeah. about Sean. Sean did it, however, like I said, at WrestleMania 12. Yes, I do remember yeah. that. Yeah. They probably based it, they probably based it on the fact that you know if HBK was able to do it with no problem, then I mean, yeah, Hulk had any problem doing well, it. Well, this was well, pretty, remember we found this point. Had, that was what three years of difference, though, right? Yeah, three years of difference. And the thing and is, three years difference. That I mean, it was '96 when Shawn Michaels did it. In '99, when, when Owen Hart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but a lot of people, of course, still one person definitely. Um, like I just said, Piper went out on TV, especially on TNA, and said, "You know, he was pointing a finger at Russo." Oh, he 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 blamed him for years about that. I mean, oh yeah, he got, he got a Russo's face. Yeah, he got a Russo's face about it because he was the one that uh, that said because I think Owen, I think Piper was a cousin to the Hart family, if I'm not mistaken, right? Similar, yeah, very similar. And then, oh I, re- God, yeah. and then yeah. I remember, and then Brett's talked about it, I think, a couple times with Russo since then, and, and in other interviews he's done over the years. But I don't know, just there were times back in the late 90s, and we've talked about this not on here, but just on, not on here, but on every show we've had, that Vince Russo, there's parts of Vince Russo you kind of like, and there's parts you really just wonder, what the hell was he thinking? What was he trying to prove. I mean, yes, I understand he has a job. He's wanting to be the TV writer. He's Vince's yes man. But there are times, however, just he went a little bit beyond what he was supposed to do, however. You know? Right, certainly. Sure. So, I mean, I mean, I mean, he has his issues. I mean, that's the thing. And and that's the problem. I mean, that's the, the problem with wrestling now is, and I've said this so many times, it's not what it was 15 years ago when you had the Monday Night War. The Monday Night War changed everything as we know it. And then when the Monday Night War stopped, however, they thought, oh, we're still going to be able to ride this train. We're going to continue, continue to just dominate and dominate and dominate. I mean, right now, I hate to say this and being mean-spirited, though, but WWE right now is what they were like back in the mid-90s, like 93 and 94, 95. Yes, they have talent, don't get me wrong, but the thing is, they're not... They don't have anyone to compete with on Monday nights anymore. I mean, TNA tried to do that, what, four or five years ago on Spike TV doing a couple Monday night shows back then. And they yeah. absolutely got murdered. And I'm just saying, if they would try to do another Monday night show, however, and go up against WWE, I don't know if it would be successful. I mean, like I said, WWE has been the cash cow for half a century plus. And believe me, they are one of the oldest companies still around that is still in use. Not to say TNA and ROH are the same. I mean, they're kind of the young bucks in this, however, but they're in the middle age. But they're not nearly as old as WWE. But the thing is, WWE, however, just, I don't know, just, they've they've changed their image the last three or four years. And, it, and some of it's been good, and some of it hasn't been good. And they're saying, oh, we always can improve on this. We can always improve on that. Well, like I said before last week, however, when we did uh, the uh, Power Hour slash uh, Impromptu of our radio, I mean, they're not, like I said, they're not, they don't, they're not, they're still the big dog. They're still one of the big dogs, but they're not what they were used to be. That's why they've let most of the, I mean, some of the talent walked out on them. I mean, take CM Punk, for instance. Everyone says, oh, CM Punk left because, however, his contract was up soon and he wasn't going to re-up it. 
yeah, you might want to believe some of that fact, and some of us might want to believe that. But in hindsight, some people know also the other side of the story was because that Vince and Triple H and all these people weren't giving people the proper push. They were holding people back, and it was always out for themselves. And that's why some of these people just said, hell with this, why should we stay? Why should we just make a fool of ourselves when we were, uh, I mean, we're still getting paid decent amount, but why should we just stay, however, when we're getting either the shaft, how, or we're just going to continue to be shafted over and over again, and we're going to with gripe and bitch and moan and everything like that. How, why should we stay and just make ourselves miserable? I mean, look at all Ziggler. I mean, I said this before, I think it was last week with Ziggler. Everyone says, oh, he's coming back, he's coming back eventually, he just needs some time off right now because of this whole U.S. title tournament thing. I'm thinking that's not going to happen. I'm going to say here now. You've heard it here first, and I'm going to say it here tonight. I know it's only a few days till the end of the year. I do not think you'll see Ziggler come back. I mean, I don't know if his contract's up or if he's going to resign with the company. If he does, so much better. I mean, it'll be interesting if he does. But if I'm him, I wouldn't want to come back right now. Hell, I wouldn't even want to return the way things are going right now. Go somewhere else that you'd be appreciated, like an Impact or ROH, if you want to continue your career. Otherwise, Get out of wrestling altogether. Oh, I would. Good point of view there. Good point of view indeed. Uh, gentlemen, thank you very much there. Indeed. <clears throat> uh, uh, what I went ahead and did, like I said, this also just to pass the time here, we'll go past the 11 o'clock hour tonight because this is, of course, a big Friday night right here. What do you say we, uh, I think we've done this one here before, but this one is just, this time is going to be all just for fun. JD and Fonzie, if y'all, if y'all, if you'd like to take part, um, is uh, is a, like I said, a, a little round of wrestling jeopardy. How's that sound? All right. All right. Fonzie, are you up for it? Whatever. Okay. All right. Here we go, guys. One, two, three, four, and five hundred are the are the uh, are the points. The categories are animals of the ring, NXT, going nowhere. Before the Undertaker and WCW Cruiserweights. JD, you may proceed first. All right, let's go with Cruiserweights for 400. Cruiserweights for 400. Between WCW and WWE, he's had the most reigns with the Cruiserweight title at eight. Who was Chris Jericho? Is that your final? Ray Mysterio. Ooh. Okay, Fonzie, you're up next, bud. Okay. Um, uh, after, after, before the Undertaker, or after the Undertaker? Before the Undertaker. So this was, you. This was possibly a wrestling event that took place before the Undertaker ever was. Was wrestling as the Undertaker? You, you All right, give me for one hundred. Before the Undertaker for one hundred. Yeah. Uh, of course, let's talk, let's just talk about him before he became known as the Undertaker. We'll say it that way. Okay. All right, Fonzie. Mark Calloway, of course, his real name, made his debut in nineteen eighty-four for WCCW under this ring name. Oh, 
He had another name? Mm-hmm. When he wrestled for WCCW in 1984, yes. He wrestled under another name. Wrestled under, under a different ring name. Dead man? My final answer? The answer is Texas Red. Oh, my God. I think he had red hair at the time, didn't he, J.D.? Yeah, he was Texas Red, like I said, however. Texas Red, like you said, okay. (laughs) J.D., you're up next. I'm going to take uh, The Undertaker for 300. Before The Undertaker for three. On April the 1st, the Master of Pain won his first professional wrestling championship over this royal figure of wrestling. The Master of Pain, you said? Yes, won his first professional wrestling title over this royal figure of wrestling. What is Lord William Stephen Regal? Gary the King Lawler. Gary the King Lawler. Lord Humongous, I should have known that, yep. <laughs> no, that was uh, Sid. That was Sid. That was Sid. I was wrong. The master, master of pain, I guess, was... Yes. He was okay. All right, Fonzie, you're up next, bud. Uh, Aladdin uh, allegory. I'm, I'm, I didn't hear you, uh, Fonzie, sorry. I said the last... Category? Uh, the last one is uh, WCW Cruiserweights. One, two, three, and five is still left in that category. Give me for 100. WCW Cruiserweights for 100. Yeah. He defeated six, who, of course, was the one, two, three kid, for the WCW Cruiserweight title at a house show on June 28, 1997, that was broadcast over the internet as Saturday Nitro. Dirty Beat? Who was who the Cruiserweight he's referring to? Who did he, who did, who defeated, okay, let me repeat it again, Bob, so that way you'll, you'll get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He, def, he defeated six Six, of course, would, would you would probably know him now as uh, X Pac. We'll say it that way. Oh, one, two, three, yeah. kid. Right. That, that, that's that, that's who. That's yeah. But WCW, he before time he was known as Six, but he was part of the NWO as Six at one time. But anyway, okay. this, uh, this other wrestler defeated Six for the WCW Cruiserweight <laughs> title at a house show on June 28, 1997, that was broadcast over the Internet as Saturday Nitro. Ow. Oh. J.D., you want to guess? Yep. Who was Dean Malenko? Chris Jericho. Ah. J.D., you're up next. All right. I will take, however... The Undertaker, however, uh, what was in the Undertaker's category again? Two, four, and five is still left. Four. Okay, the four Undertaker for four hundred. 
1989, Calloway joined WCW as a villain and adopted this ring name, a name devised for him by Terry Funk. Who was Mean Mark? Mean Mark Callis. You got that right. Okay. All right, Fonzie, you're up next. Let's close the Undertaker out for 500. Okay. Well, there's still one more left in it, but uh, you want two or five? Uh, uh, give me for five. Before you undertake her for 500, okay, here we go. All right, Fonzie Callis was promptly drafted into the Skyscrapers tag team with Dangerous Dan Spivey to replace this legitimately injured wrestler. I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm going to say, however, however, who was Dangerous Danny Spivey? Actually, he was drafted to team with Spivey to replace this. Oh, okay, wait a minute, hold on, okay. Who was Sid Vicious? Right, it was Sid. All right, J.D. What's that? <laughs> I'm going to get a murder here. <laughs> You're trying. Yeah, that's the and hardest questions ever. I know, but you got to keep in mind, Fonzie, someone else keeps making these things up. I don't. I'm, all I'm doing is just asking them. So. Yeah, I know. I know that. I know. And besides, Fonzie, um, you learn different things every day. About yes, you do. Things. There you go. I know. Jeez. <laughs> all right. Here we go. All right. All right. Let's go. I'm going to take NXT for 500. NXT for five, okay. NXT for 500 is this. Aiden English and Simon Gotch together make up this team, the seventh team to hold the NXT tag team titles. Who are the Vaudevillains? Right, it was the Vaudevillains. All right, Fonzie, you're up next. Uh, well, what's the first category? You want the very first? You want you want to know what the first category was? Yeah. Animals of the ring. Uh, animals of the ring for two hundred. Okay. Animals of the ring two hundred. Ponzi, this man fully cultivated his gimmick of a menacing imbecile who would rip turnbuckles apart with his teeth. His name suited his wild behavior and excessive body hair. <laughs> Georgie Animal Steel. Absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, finally. There you Stage. go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Did he have a green tongue? Did he have a green tongue? Yeah, he had a green tongue. It was because of food coloring, yeah. Yeah. He was also oh, a professor goodness. at Michigan State, too. Yeah. George he was the greatest. He was also uh, played towards Johnson in Ed Wood, remember? Yeah. It was, oh, it was funny. Yeah, it was funny. Dem Marlandau and uh, Bill Murray and all those guys. Yeah. Uh, JD, you're up next. I'm going to take uh, Animals for 500. Animals of the Ring for 500? Okay. Ernest Miller used this animal nickname in both WCW and WWE. Who is I'm the greatest, the cat. 
Yeah, it was a cat. We just talked about him a little bit earlier. Oh, yeah. About Sonny Ono, so yes. Fonzie, you're up next. Who in real life was a three-time karate champion. Yeah, he kept, they kept, he kept saying that in his... And that was legit. And that was legit. That is actually very legit, though. He well, did take this. I know him and Bischoff were very close in Atlanta. They, uh, I mean, I know Bischoff's trained in the martial arts, and I know uh, Ernest the Cat Miller did a three-time karate thing, however, because uh, Sonny taught him, I think, but he also learned it on his own, too, I think. I remember hearing the story. Bonzi, you're up next. Audio, Uh, animals in the ring. How many is there's left? What's one, uh, three, the point? One, three, and four still remains. One, three, and four. Three for four hundred. Four hundred animals in the ring. Okay. All right, Bonzi. The word thump, which referred to his power slam, was prominently displayed on his wrestling trunks. Thump. 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 T-H-U-M-P. Thump, yes. T-H-U-M-P? Yep, yep. Right. Right. This was this was this was actually his that's what he called his power slam. Is that his his maneuver? Yeah. You saw him wrestle, you saw the word thump on his wrestling trunks. I have no clue. I got this one. KD, go ahead. Let me tell you, I'm going to chew on a bone, you know. The junkyard dog. Yeah, this is a junkyard dog. Yo, yo. (laughs) You know, if I would have said the name of the song he did, I don't know if maybe Fonzie could have gotten it or not. Fonzie, you remember he actually did a song? No. Hold on. I'll take it up for you. You might remember this song. It's an oldie and a goodie. Hold on. Let me put this. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, here we go. I found it. This is what you might remember. There you go. Yeah, yeah, you remember that song? It's called Grab Them Cakes. Uh, Sue Robinson, the late disco queen. And he was also in the land of a thousand dances song, and I'm watching it right now. It was also a CD called The Wrestling Album, too. I got that, too. As well as Hulk Hogan's original theme song is on that CD. Yeah, Real American. No, 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 not real. Well, real American was, but then there was another one. You remember, you remember that cartoon he did? The Rocket Wrestling Show. Yeah, it, 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 was, it, it was the music they used for it. But they played the full version on the CD. But they called it Hulk Hogan's Theme. Real American from that, J.D., if you remember, came, was used for a time for Barry Windham and Mike Rotunda. It's so funny. If you watch that video, half those wrestlers in that video are all gone. Yeah, no. 
I mean, Steel's in there. Sheik's still around with JYD, Piper. Uh, yeah. Captain Lou, yeah. Uh, Classic Freddy uh, Flassie. Yeah. Bobby Keenan. Bobby the Brain. Because Bobby was in that video. Oh, jeez, who else? Randy Savage. Yeah, Savage was in the video. You're right. Yep. Uh, Mula. Mula. Mula was in the video. And it's perfect. No, he wasn't in this one. Um, It was long before. Mr. Fuji. Arnold Skolan. I just saw a clip of him. And remember who, actually, one of the people in the video was wearing a wig. It was Cindy Lauper. Yeah, because she... Uh, Mona, Mona Flambeau. Yeah, Mona Flambeau Yeah, she was with Rick Derringer. Meatloaf was in the drums. She was in the wig as Mona Flambeau. If you go back and watch the video game, you can see it. Yeah. Because they, they said that... Uh, mean Jeans, the Gorilla Monster, there's Jesse. Right. They said the song by... Um, Captain Lou was 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 produced by someone named Mona Flambeau. I remember hearing that in the CD. No. So Mona Flambeau was in reality Cindy Lauper. We got Jimmy Hart, Morocco, Martha. No, no. Paul Orndorff was in that video too, I think. Jimmy now. Hello. Iron Jones was in this video too. More time. No. The Missing Link was in it. Uh, and there's a cool, oh my if you if you watch that video again okay look at the part at 125 there's a guy who I swear to God looks like the spinning image of Dusty Rhodes I am not kidding you you have to watch the video one more time you have to watch it though just to get the idea of it well I'll take a look at that uh, um, okay let's see uh, JD I think it's your turn uh, go ahead yep. everybody Oh, sorry. Uh, NXT for 200. NXT for 200, okay. On February 27, 2014, NXT held its first live two-hour special event, which was called This, which was also the first live in-ring program broadcast on the WWE Network. What is our arrival? And that is my final answer. NXT arrival, that's it. Bonza, you're up next. Um, let's finish animals. Uh, how many categories left for the animals? Uh, the, there's two questions left. 100 and 300 are still left. Uh, give me for 100. 100 and animals of the ring. Mm-hmm. All right, Fonzie. Jumpin' Jim Brunzel and B. Brian Blair formed this buzzing tag team in the WWF from 1985 to 1988 and later on in the Independent Circuit. I have a lunch. Is it uh, Fuzzy Bears? Is it what? The Fuzzy Bears. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. You remember the Killer Bees? Buzzing tag team. JD, you're up next. No, 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 no. NXT, what's left in that? NXT, you have one, three, and four. So I'm going to take four. 
One, three, okay, four in NXT, okay. JD, Pro Wrestling Illustrated awarded these two NXT wrestlers match of the year for 2015. Who was Sasha Banks and Bailey in Brooklyn? Yeah, Sasha Banks and Bailey, that's it. Great match that was. One of the best women's matches I've seen in a long time. Say that really, really fast again. Sasha Banks and Bailey. Yes, Sasha Banks. Yeah. No, 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 no. One more time. Okay. Fonzie, you're All right. Okay, JD. <laughs> uh, okay, what's the category left? Okay, what's okay? Yes, what's left is the following: Animals of the Ring 300, NXT One and Three, Going Nowhere. All five clues still remaining. Before the Undertaker 200 and WCW Cruiserweights Two, Three, and Five. Going Nowhere for 200. Going Nowhere 200. Uh, oh. Even, oh, nice one. Even before taking a tumble and losing his sparkly Stormtrooper helmet, the odds the, the odds weren't in this character's favor for an electrifying future. Okay, oh. I, I, I thought it was going to be easy, and I get the hard ones, hard questions. Uh, I don't know that. J.D.? I'm sure you know. What's that? Sorry. Okay, let me, let me repeat it. I think you want to get halfway through this, JD. You're going to probably know what the answer is. Yeah. Even before taking a tumble and losing his sparkly Stormtrooper helmet, the odds weren't in his character's favor for a Shockmaster. Yes. Who also wrestled uh, later, I think earlier before that, as uh, Tugboat. Tugboat and Typhoon, yeah. Yeah, Fred Ottoman. But on the guy, I'm, I'm going to try to get on at some point, hopefully on our radio if I can. I know someone who knows him pretty well. Oh, that's, oh, that's good. JD, you're up next. I'm going to take cruiserweights for 500. Cruiserweights for five, okay. He was the last WCW cruiserweight champion before the company was sold to the WWF. Overall, he has the most combined days as champion with 532. Who was Sugar Shane Helm? Yep, that's right. Gregory or Gregory Helms or the Hurricane. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Sugar Shane. That was the most stupidest name. Oh, I know. It's the worst. Yeah. Fonzie, you're up next. Um, going nowhere for two. One uh, hundred. Okay, going nowhere. One hundred. Okay. Okay. Fonzie, listen, this is a long question, so listen very carefully. Oh, jeez. <laughs> this was hatched from an oversized egg, which had been on display at WWF events for months prior to the Survivor Series in 1990, and was heavily hyped on television. However, crowd reaction to the gimmick was extremely negative, with fans loudly booing. <laughs> How we on JV? I don't know this. Uh, all right, what was JD? the question? Do I the question? Okay, this is going to be a long question, JD, so listen very carefully. Right. I think you probably know if I get halfway through this. This was hatched from an oversized egg, which had been on display at WWF events for months prior to the 1990 Survivor Series. The gobbledygooker. That's what I 
What did I say? That's right. I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, I might as well just give it to JD all the questions here. <laughs> I don't know nothing about these. Well, I, I, like that. I, I said uh, these were I, these were actually put up here this year. This past this year. I know. I should have known these. I don't have. All right, JD, you're up next. All right, cruiserweights for what's left? Two and three. Three. Cruiserweights for three hundred. JD on July first, two thousand. This Canadian won the cruiserweight title on Monday Nitro and simultaneously held it with the WCW United States Heavyweight title and the Hardcore title. Lewis, if I could be serious for a minute, Lance Storm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to be serious for a minute. But yeah, you're right with Lance Storm. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Fonzie, uh, keep on trying, bud. Like I said, this is all for fun, anyway, so go on right ahead. Did we finish the category of the Undertaker yet? No, there's one left, 200. All right, give me for 200. All right, he's going to clean out the Undertaker category. Here we go. All right, Fonzie, here we go. Oh, boy. On February 2nd, 1989, managed by this man, he debuted as the Master of Pain, a character fresh out of the U.S. penitentiary in Atlanta after serving five years much in solitary confinement for killing two men in a fight. Jeez. <laughs> uh, Can I get a little clue here? Uh, uh, he ma- uh, more recently, he managed... The real Americans. What was it, Paul Bear? Was it who? Paul Bear. Paul Bear. Did you say Paul Bear? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you remember the tag team, the real Americans here recently, Fonzie uh, Cesaro and Jack Swagger. You don't remember the the gen the older the, the little gentleman with the gray beard? That, uh, you got uh, me, Chad. I okay. don't know this. Okay, JD, you want you want to take a guess? Uh, was it uh, test? Was it who? Test. No. <laughs> um, <clears throat> now he was managed. The uh, master of pain was managed by. Dutch Mantel. Zeb Coulter. It would be later known as Zeb Coulter, Fonzie. Oh. Okay, JD, you're up next again. Let me go and take what we have left. Animals of the Ring, 300. NXT, 1 and 3. Going Nowhere, 3, 4, and 5. Going Nowhere for 5. For 200, and you won't go going nowhere for 5, okay? All right, JD. The last we saw of this unique wrestler in 2003, Vince McMahon had Brock Lesnar push him down a flight of stairs in a wheelchair. Who was that going? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right, Fonzie, you're up next. I'm doing my best not to give you any hard ones here, but... Oh, it's just like I'm getting hard ones here. <laughs> um... What's the categories left? 
Animals of the Ring 300, NXT 1 and 3, Going Nowhere 3 and 4, and WCW Cruiserweights 2. Cruiserweights, that's for the start category. Okay, Fonz doesn't point out the Cruiserweight category for 200. Okay, Fonzie, good luck here. Two women briefly held the WCW Cruiserweight title, Daphne and this woman. I'm going to say Oscar. Medusa. Who? Alonzo Blaze, Medusa. Oh, she would be better. She was also known as Alonzo Blaze in the WWF. She oh, was the one. God. If you remember, Fonzie, she was the one that who who uh, made wrestling history by going on Nitro and throwing away the WWF Women's Title Belt in the garbage can. Oh, okay. Now I and know. Then, now then I know. And then when she was inducted into the Hall of Fame, she brought the belt back. And I think she ended up giving it back to Triple H for one of them so that way they can do something with the belts. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, JD, you're up next. I'm gonna, what's, NXT's cleaned out, right? One and three is still left. I'll take it for three. NXT for three. All right, JD. This wrestler was the second NXT champion. He later go on to break in the WWE Tag Team title longest reign with the New Day. Who is Big E Langston? It was Big E. Fonzie, you're up next. Let's finish the category of NXT. Okay, going for 100 in NXT for Fonzie. Here we go. Okay. Uh, Fonzie, the inaugural champion, NXT champion, was decided by a tournament with Seth Rollins defeating this man. Oh, my God. And I know you didn't ask. Uh, I, I know you didn't ask. I'm going to offer it to you anyway. This might help you. I'm, I'm, I, I, and I hope it does. He recently held the WWE title. And AJ, AJ Styles. Actually, if before you I'll answer. I'll, I'll go one step further, Fonzie, yeah. to help you out here. Before AJ. He had two helpers with him. Yes. And I, always, and I always rip this guy to shreds because I always think he's on the juice. Oh, uh, Ginger Mahal. Yes, that's right. All right. All right, the Animals of the Ring 300 and Going Nowhere 3 and 4. I'm going to say uh, animals for three. I'm going to clean out the animals category, okay? All right, J.D., the, the Road Warriors are a Hall of Fame tag team and go by these wild names individually. Who are the hawk and the animal? You're absolutely right. All right, Fonzie, going nowhere is the only one left. I got three and four. Which one would you like? Four. Four hundred in that, okay. All right, Fonzie. Despite getting a big WWE debut match and win at WrestleMania 29 against Chris Jericho, this wrestler hasn't been doing many victory dances. No victory dances? Right. He made his big WWE d- 
debut match and win at WrestleMania 29. He, he defeated Chris Jericho at WrestleMania 29. But since then, he hasn't been doing many victory dances. Was Dolph Ziggler? What's the one wrestler that you remember of here recently, Fozzie, that dances? Only one I can think of is Santino Morella. I was about to do this as a clue, but I'll go ahead and do it, and you'll probably, then I'll tell you who it is. Dun, dun. Fandango. Oh, for God. Fandango. This one, this last one here, guys, is for both of you. Okay, just to make it clear. Here we go. It's been going nowhere uh, for 300. It was revealed that this character was both Vince McMahon's son and the Raw Anonymous general manager. Uh, Fonzie, let me start with you first. Oh, I... <laughs> uh, oh. Just give it to JD. He already has... Hold on, hold on, JD. Hold that thought for just a second. I am. I'm looking at a picture of Sasha right now looking very yummy in a bikini. <laughs> Don't do that. I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm serious. I mean, she's looking mighty, mighty good. And that was one I saw her totally not wearing anything. And you put, J.D., put, put, put a leash on that boner, okay? I don't want to know. <laughs> 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 okay. yeah, I, I like seeing that, too. But this is not the time, man. All right, Santi. Oh, Lord, he's trying to distract me. Uh, dang, man. Uh, okay, okay, um, Fonzie, this might, I think this one word might help you. He was, he was, um, he was first known as a leprechaun. Uh, Hornswoggle? J.D.? Yep, Hornswoggle. Yeah, it was Hornswoggle. I remember when he pulled off the coach, however. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> that, was in London, that was in London. Now, and Jr. and Jr. and the King were at ringside or whatever. Howard is like, the son of a gun did it. How? In fact, how? Hold on, I'll find the clip here right now. I have a clip of it actually. Hold on. Okay, well, no, wait, you know, that. You send me this alleged picture. Does it tell me about it? You got me. All right. Intrigued. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Let's see. I can't believe you. Oh, Hornswoggle. Hold on. I find. Did he lose? Leash for that? I cannot believe that. <sighs> oh, my goodness. All right, here it is. Here it is. Oh, this. This script. Okay, here it is. Coach under the ring now. This is where it picks up. Oh, 
I remember I remember the moment there whenever uh they brought back Sunny for that short time and Hornswoggle was all over her. <laughs> Where's he been? Oh, my goodness. Poor Swaggy. Could have called him Horny Swaggle. Oh! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was that man. I thought they. Oh, my goodness. Of course, the coach got outsmarted. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> when he did that, that was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean, my thighs were hurting so hard from laughing. I remember when Santino Morella actually exposed him as a general manager. That's right. Because, 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 because remember, uh, uh, Josh Matthews, Michael Cole, and was in the ring. It was after an encounter between, it was between Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler. Uh, the GM voted that uh, Booker T interfered in the match, and therefore the, mm-hmm. that the yeah. first referee's decision, and it turned out that uh, Michael Cole won the match. But the Santino Morella came out there and said there's only one person, place where this GM could be hiding, and that is under the ring. Right. And then he went out there, right. when he went out there yep. to go find yep. out. Yep. Yep. He was then be pulled under the ring, and then Jerry Lawler had to pull Santino out, all of a sudden, there's Hornswoggle with a tiny computer. Right, that's right. Uh, all about that, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, oh my goodness, uh, my goodness. And they kept tricking everybody, thinking it was guys like by from The Rock, The Piper, The Stone Cold. I mean, it was yep. hilarious. Uh, all right, JD, send me the picture, man. I'm, I'm, I'm send me the picture here, but I know we're on the air, but. Oh. Uh, I can't believe he bring this up now, boy. Now you got me intrigued. <laughs> oh, Put a lock on that thing next time, will you? Come on. Jeez. <laughs> JD's hormones are kicking into high gear. <laughs> okay. And while JD does that here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, just want to point out right fast, of course, uh, tomorrow afternoon at 5 p.m. right here on TalkShoot.com, WWS Power Hour, uh, 141364-pound, as we will review all of our shows here from the past week here in the radio network. Plus, also give you uh, uh, tomorrow in wrestling history, uh, as well as, of course, hopefully we'll have an update here on the number of downloads according to TalkShoot.com. But as I said earlier, that hasn't been working properly uh, for some odd reason. Uh, um, <clears throat> um, uh, for some reason, it hasn't worked since Thanksgiving. So uh, hopefully we can get that um we can get that going on. We can get that uh, information here to you as best we possibly can. So uh, that'll be tomorrow afternoon at 5 p.m. Call ID 141-364-POUND. And then, of course, Friday evening at 10 p.m., I'll be bringing you our weekly promo of uh, what, what will take place during all of our shows here this coming week in the radio network. Of course, also as a program reminder, and I'm sure J.D. will be, J.D. would probably, would probably told you this already, too, that, that New Year's Day will also be... Uh, the guys from Raw Radio will have a day off, so there'll be no Raw Radio Monday afternoon. But we will definitely go into a little in-depth look here uh, about uh, Monday Night Raw. Uh, we may, if, we, if, we, if we do, we may extend WWS Power Hour a little bit tomorrow afternoon. 
to talk about a little bit in depth about what will take place on the New Year's edition of Monday Night Raw. <clears throat> so, uh, before we go here, uh, um, JD, is there anything else you wish to add, sir? Nope. Hey, Fonz, is there anything else you wish to add? Mm. Nah. Well, okay. All right. Uh, on that note there, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to thank Dice Man, Jared D. Geraldo, the human suplex machine, John Gross, even though he was not on for very long. We do thank you for coming on. Uh, also, And also the heartbreak kid, Fonzie, for joining me here tonight for the final revolution of 2017 there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, like I said, it has been a wild ride for the Mothership broadcast here. We broke a whole lot of boundaries here, folks. I, I do believe we hit not only the 300-episode mark, but we also hit the 400-episode mark here this year. So some milestones here, guys. And it won't time. be long before we hit 500 going into the new year. And, of course, we'll probably hit, and hit six. And, and, of course, an update here, ladies and gentlemen, on the number of episodes of the radio network according to iTunes. Did double-check that. We are now over uh, 1,360. So we're, we're, the episodes are moving up pretty darn quickly here. Uh, and that's for all the shows. that we Not just Revolution and Wolfpack, but I'm talking about all of them. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely go on a... It would not surprise me at all, guys, that 2018 was the year we finally hit 2,000 episodes of, of the entire network period. So you never know. So, so the more episodes we do, like I said, it's going to add up pretty darn fast. Indeed, indeed. For the Iceman, Jared D. Geronimo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, and the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, this is Mr. WWS, Chad Hinchos, and thank you very much for joining us here for Revolution for tonight, December 29, 2017 and also for the entire year year of 2017. The first revolution of the new year will be on January the 2nd, 2018, <clears throat> where we'll be back here, of course, doing our normal routine, of course, bringing you nothing but the best and the one thing we always love to talk about here, and that is professional wrestling. Revolution is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com. Well, we are two years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Guys, thank you very much for coming in. Take care of yourselves and each other. Stay warm out there here again, folks, and some more cold days ahead. And I hope you have a very, very happy and prosperous 2018. <clears throat> Take care of yourselves and each other. See you in the ring. And as always, here in the WWS radio network right here on TalkShoot.com. God bless everyone, and we will and we will see you again in 2018. God bless everyone. Have a great evening. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.